Hey, it's Sarah, and this is Kids These Days, a podcast brought to you by grant funding from the Kansas Department for Children and Families. So today we are talking about the why and how of using timers and songs during transitions. So remember in episode 98 when we talked about visual schedules and in last week's episode when we talked about expectation boards and how I started both of those episodes with an overview of schedules, routines, and transitions. Well, just in case you miss those, I'll give you a real quick little reminder. Schedules are the sequence of events that happen during the day, your daily schedule, the vibe of the day. Routines are the procedures we engage in to get through the daily schedule. And transitions are the time spent between when one activity ends and another begins. So remember, as we jump into transitions a little bit more, unless you're going to let your kids just run around like crazy cats, you are going to have transitions in your day. I'm not saying that there won't be transitions. But the trick is to plan your daily schedule and routines to reduce the number of unnecessary transitions that each child experiences. And then to intentionally plan for the transitions that you do have and need. So when you think about the transitions that happen during your day, right? We talked about cleaning up, going outside, coming inside, going to mealtime, to nap, etc. How do the children, again, who can't read words of your mind, and are still developing that sequential memory, how do they know what to do during the transitions that happen each day? How would a sub or a new teacher know what to do during transitions in your program? Um, How would that same sub or teacher know how to guide children through the expectations that happen in those transitions? Well, Intentionally planning your transitions and then using auditory and visual environmental prompts, right? So you probably guessed it, but yep, auditory visual prompts, timers and songs. Who figured? It's the title of the of the episode. So why should we intentionally plan for the transitions that happen during our day? Well, it helps to minimize disruptions and behavior issues because you know, when I know what's going to happen next, I'm not as uh, worried about what's happening right now. Uh, and it, max- so it maximizes our time for quality interactions in those times that happen before and after the transition and during the transition. And it gives us the opportunity as educators to start to reinforce some of those concepts and skills that the children are learning. You know, the, just some of those self-help skills uh, social emotional skills like taking turns, et cetera, et cetera. So why are timers and songs so helpful in supporting intentionally planned transitions? Well, surely by now you all know the power of song, right? You can teach anything if you put it to music, even if it's just you singing the directions or getting them to go from one place to another by sing-songing it. it there's just something magical about music. Music helps accelerate brain development and impacts areas like, you know, related to reading, language development, problem solving, you know, the ability to learn words, speak them correctly, process new sounds. And music makes connections. And timers provide children and adults a visual and auditory representation of time. We know that young children's brains aren't quite ready to understand that abstract concept like time. 
So when we say, okay, we're going to clean up in five minutes, that could be 15 seconds or five years. So, okay, 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 okay. I know. Now that you've got the why behind the timers and the songs to support transitions, let's talk about the how, what you came for. So when I was a classroom teacher, before I learned about timers and transition planning and the, the why and the how, I was really great about telling the kids, we have five more minutes to play. However, I wasn't so great at making sure that five minutes didn't turn into 10 or 15, which usually this made us late for outdoor time, which was an issue because we shared a playground with two other classrooms. So then we would have to rush around, putting toys wherever we, there was space, getting the kids out the door into the playground. Believe me, there were many times someone ended up going back for a coat or a water bottle. To say that I was unprepared for the upcoming transitions is an understatement. So, the how. And I want to note that I have successfully used the following strategy in programs with children as young as one year old. So, for those of you infant teachers, young, young toddler teachers that are listening, I promise this is for you too, okay? So first, so first, remember above when I said that music makes connections? Let's talk a little bit about that. So I'm going to talk about um, I'm going to talk about the transition into cleanup time. Now I do want to note that next week, be sure to tune in because Haney's doing an episode, a little deeper dive on cleanup time, and she's going to give you way more cooler stuff than what I'm talking about. I'm just talk I'm using the cleanup time transition because everybody has cleanup time during the day, so this is the most relatable, I think. So when we talk about music makes connections, here's what you're going to do to prep for your cleanup time transition, okay? You're gonna pick a song. That song is only to be played at cleanup time. I don't care what the song is. I don't care what the words are on the song. Well, that's not true. Make that appropriate. <laughs> but it doesn't have to have the word cleanup in it. You know, one time I worked with a program and the kids picked Hey There Delilah as their cleanup song. But here's the thing. When you use that song just for cleanup time, the kids begin to associate when they hear that song it's time to clean up, right? So music makes connections. So 10 to 15 minutes before the scheduled end of this free play time activity, you are gonna set your timer, your big timer that you have in the classroom for five minutes. You're gonna take that timer around the room and show each child or group of children the timer while saying in five minutes when the timer starts to beep, we will clean up. Make sure that you make eye contact with each of the kids to make sure that they heard you, okay? Um, once you've ensured that all the children are aware of the upcoming transition, right, you've showed everybody the timer and said, when it beeps, we're gonna clean up. Then go set up your cleanup song on your music device. I have to say I'm old school, probably would have said a CD player, but you know, iPod, Bluetooth, whatever, okay? But you wanna make sure that that song that you're about to set up, that you can put it on repeat, okay? And I'm gonna tell you why in a second. So when the timer goes off, say, ah, oh, I hear the timer. That means it's time to clean up. Start play on your cleanup song and start helping the children clean up, right? Okay, so those of you with your one-year-olds and maybe some twos and some threes, you know that this might look a lot like you doing the majority of the cleaning, but this is an also 
this also is an excellent opportunity for you to practice using specific language with the children. Put the baby on the shelf where you see the baby picture. You know, begin building children's understanding of literacy concepts, referencing the picture of the baby that's on the shelf, showing them the picture and the words written, that it all has meaning. So remember when I said it was super, super important that you put that song on repeat, okay? So we're gonna let that song play, that cleanup song, we're gonna let it play on repeat until everyone is done cleaning up. Why? Because we're gonna let the music do the work for you. When I first started using a timer, I would sing a cleanup song, right? And at least once every day, it would go a little something like this. Time to clean up, time to clean. John, the blocks go on the shelf. Do you want my help or can you do it by yourself? Time to clean, yeah. right? Well, guess what happened when I stopped singing to redirect John? I sent the message to the other kids that cleanup was over because the song was over. So I started using the CD player and let the music do the work for me. The kids still had their auditory cue to clean up and I could continue to help the kids and provide that verbal redirection when needed. Right? So what about that child that maybe has a difficult time with transitions even after you've given that consistent five minute timer prep? Well, try giving them a 10 minute warning ahead of the whole class getting the five minute warning or maybe even give them their own small timer. When we plan these transitions, we plan them for the room as a whole, for all of the children. But then once we plan it for the, all the children for the room as a whole, we have to think about all the individuals in the room. Does this child need a little bit more time to transition out of their activity? Does this child need a little more uh, direct guidance when it comes to what we're doing next. Think about those things within that plan that you've created. But, and, and make sure that it's done in a, in a respectful and non-punitive way. That kiddo that needs a little extra time to transition, I'm not going to like call him out, you know, and everybody like, hey, Adam, I know that you take forever to transition, so I'm letting you know. Just give them a little on the side, like, hey, man, I'm getting ready to set the timer. Just wanted to let you know. Right? You know, just, my, just like you would consider making an individual visual schedule or expectation board for a child, you can think about that same thing when you talk about transitions. So I want to finish by saying that that whole step that I just, those steps that I just went through about you know, I'm going to set the timer and I'm going to show everybody the timer and I'm going to set my, my cleanup song. All of that, when I was a classroom teacher, I wrote all of that down on a piece of paper, step by step. And I had everybody that came into my classroom read through that. Because remember that question we asked at the beginning of how would a sub or a new teacher know how to implement a tra transition in your classroom? Well, I decided that I was going to write it down on a piece of paper <laughs> and I was going to have everybody look at it so they knew exactly what to do. And I know, you know, for those of you that are family child care providers, that it's pretty much you all day, every day, 24-7. You might necessarily not need to write down your transitions. But you know what? Sometimes writing these down, writing these transition plans down helps us to see the the individual needs or the places where we could maybe trim a little time here, or trim some unnecessary stuff.
So I want the takeaway from this to be, yes, absolutely timers and songs for transitions, but also that you are just working through and thinking really, really intentionally about how to plan those transitions that happen during your day. Because we all know transitions can make or break your daily schedule. So remember, tune in next week. Haney's going to do a little deep dive on cleaning up, and it's going to be awesome. I can't wait for you to hear it. Talk to you later. Bye. Kids These Days is a co-production of the Casito Kids Infant Toddler Specialist Network and the Casito Workforce Development Programs. These programs are supported through a grant from the Kansas Department for Children and Families Child Care and Early Education Services. However, information or opinions expressed herein do not necessarily reflect the position or policy of the agency and no official endorsement should be inferred. If you have questions, comments, suggestions, or want to share your practice related to this or a previous episode, please email us at kidsthesedayspod at gmail and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at kidsthesedayspod and Twitter at ktdpod. Be sure to check out the Be sure to check out the resources for the episode in the show notes. And don't forget to hit subscribe, rate, and review. Give us five stars. This episode was written, recorded, and edited by Sarah Holmes. Music track Hackbeat by Kevin McLeod.